Hey. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the trials and tribulations of making podcasts. Yes. Working with um, technology in ways that it does not want to be worked with is our no. life story right now. But in other news, what's up with you? Um, not much. Yeah? You know, just living life. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, uh, tomorrow is, thank God it's Friday, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> thank God it's, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> thank God it's tomorrow's is, thank God it's Friday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, not much is up with me. I mowed a lawn yesterday, which is not something oh. I've done or no, the day before yesterday, which is not something I've done in probably half a decade. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> and I gotta say, my review of the situation is, I don't get it. I don't get why people would do it. It's not <laughs> worth it. I'm like, well, the grass is shorter, but also I'm all itchy and really sweaty. So, uh, not a fan. I'm going to give that a 3.5 out of 10. Um, yeah, no, it's not super worth it. No. Um, I mean, we all know that lawn culture is a, a, a capitalistic American scam, but um, yes. that being said, it's just, you know, the, the risk-reward ratio for that kind of stuff. It just, yeah. it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I guess that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me recently. Um, yeah. mowing a lawn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I li- all the exciting stuff that's been going on in my life has mostly just been, like, learning how to program stuff. Oh, you're and a data rock star. Very, yeah, I'm a data <laughs> rock star now, according to the video lesson that I took for a program called Tableau. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm super proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm proud of myself too. Mm-hmm, you and should be. The guy in that video lesson was also extremely proud of me. Yeah. Like very, very verbally affirming and kind. Mm-hmm. And very like he talked to the audience as if he was directly talking to an individual person who he thought was just doing a really great job. That's awesome. And it was it was a good experience. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you had a, a positive data experience. Yeah. Yes. I know all about data now. <laughs> One, two, I can count to so many numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Look at you counting. I can even associate numbers with other numbers, too. <laughs> give, me a, give me a number association just off the top of your nog. All right. One and 420. <laughs> Got him. Nice. Two, sixty-nine. Oh, nice. And three. That's just seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seven's a cool number. Can you figure out the relationship between those three numbers? Um, they're all nice. Exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs> I remember in like elementary school, I, probably kindergarten, um, I was sat down by a teacher at one point and they were like, okay, you're a five-year-old, go count to 100. And I'm like, okay, this is a big task <laughs> for me. <laughs> for some reason, I remember when I was a kid and I learned how to count to 100, I was super proud of it and I would just do it sometimes. <laughs> um, I think I, I I had done it before. I'd count counted to a hundred before, like no problem. But like as soon as I was pulled out of the class, literally pulled away from all the other children, sat down. I don't know. Sat down by a teacher and was told to count to one hundred. I got like tripped up around the seventies. Was it a punishment? I don't know. I don't know. I I was. That sounds like a punishment. (laughs) I wasn't paying attention to enough of my like classmates to um like register if like they were doing it too and we didn't like confer afterwards um i don't think i had any friends in kindergarten i was just kind (laughs) of i was an island you know yeah Um, me too (laughs) which is fine because i'm five and you know um that's not you just don't really think about it as much yeah i'm doing my own thing i do remember biting a girl in kindergarten though (laughs) yeah that was me all the time (laughs) i bit kids up until like late middle school oh my god kit <laughs> i was a little bit of a freak <laughs> growing up 
And that's why you're on a podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> Kids who bite people turn out to be podcasters later in life. That's true. That's, that's a scientifically proven fact. That's a science fact. Adventures podcast knockoff yeah. in the United States. I'm Blair. I'm and, Kit. Yeah. Uh, Sarah will be back next week, probably. But Yay. in the meantime, we have returning guest and friend of the show, Kit, back on. It's me. It's it's her. It's Kit. Um. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, I totally like. <laughs> like I said, Sarah usually handles all the pre-show stuff, so I'm all just oh. like chilling. So I'm like, I got, yeah. I got upcominghorrormovies.com open on my phone. Uh, it yeah. was down last week, so we just kind of vamped for a while. But um, what's on the list? Well, there's a movie coming out in 2018. I uh, would hope so. <laughs> um, got him. Oh yeah, geez. Uh, called Our House. Um, it's rated a 5 out of 10, so I don't know yeah. how so promising. So there's a 50% chance you'll love it. Yeah, yeah, that's how that works. Or it's half good. Depends on how you want to yeah. shake out that. Um, our house in the middle of our street. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a Slenderman trailer on the upcoming horror movies website. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. Um, and the thumbnail is of what looks like a woman with black worms coming out of her pregnant belly. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Which I'm not exactly sure how that relates to Slender Man, but I guess it's got me interested. I mean, I feel like there's um, there's a lot of um, open space for you to, you know, just like yeah, play in it, you know? It's kind of, he's kind of a vague concept, so there's a lot you can do with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So So we watched Grave Encounters. Yeah, we did. Um yep, we ha- like to have guests pick the show pick the movie cuz I don't have to think about movies then. Um and yeah. uh, Kit was like, "Hey, let's watch Grave Encounters." And I was like, "Fuck, yes. I have not seen this movie in like 3 years probably." Um super excited. <laughs> yeah, it's the only movie that I've seen that hasn't been watched on the show yet that mm-hmm. is a horror movie. Yeah. So it was like, "This is my last one." <laughs> Next time I'm gonna have to watch something I haven't seen before. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting that we haven't watched this one already because yeah. it's like a like a like a horror comedy found footage comedy in heavy quotation marks. Yeah. Um, it's got jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not hyper serious. Um, yeah, it's. It, I would say it has more levity than your standard horror movie, uh, but. Or more attempts at yeah. levity, I guess. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, horror comedy is a big genre for us, and found footage is a big genre for the, for us. And I think this one was, like, on my back burner to, like, watch eventually. Yeah. Um, but I, I am glad to have watched it. Well, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to say right now, I had fun watching this movie for all of its flaws. Um, yeah. It's deliciously stupid. Um, it's, it's a fun, dumb experience. Uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that's like, could be great, but is just good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's still fun. Yeah, it's still fun. It's it... not like disappointingly bad. It's just <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into the more nitpicky stuff when we get into it. But uh, basically, yeah. the conceit of this movie is that it's uh, like a Ghost Adventures knockoff to the point where the host is almost beat for beat Zach Baggins. Yeah. from Ghost Adventures, uh, like, in his, like, like print t-shirt and, like, jacket and whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, very much that. Um, so it opens on, like, an interview with the producer, um, yeah. and it's, like, the funniest interview shooting I've ever seen in my life. 
because they just keep zooming in. It keeps, it's so funny. Like every cut is like a new zoom in, like sudden and jarring. And I'm like, you okay? That's fine for like the show itself, <laughs> but that's not how you film interviews. Yeah, like an interview, <laughs> it would have just been a static camera. Right, but right. It's like they just forgot that that wasn't part of the reality TV show. <laughs> yeah, it looks um, so silly. Basically, the um, uh, Jerry, I guess his name is, is explaining. <laughs> I have the Wikipedia open because I don't remember almost any of these characters' names. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even think they like say that guy's name. Oh, they might have had it on a subtitle on the bottom. Yeah. You know, like introducing this man um he's he he's talking about how like um oh i i do other reality tv productions and this one was pretty successful we had had like a handful of episodes out um but then then episode six and then episode six 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 yeah um (laughs) (laughs) uh and he has this whole disclaimer about like this is not a movie right this is real footage edited only for time Uh uh-huh and i'm like like, i've got news for you guy (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i i have a suspicion that he might not be fully serious with us um yeah he might be lying someone would lie to me in a movie you really think someone would make a movie just to tell lies right (laughs) um and then we have the then they play the uh the fucking show intro and yeah. it's it's his got his name is lance uh lance preston um and he's like i was haunted as a child and now ghosts and we're like okay uh, yeah. <laughs> so i've dedicated my entire life to hunting ghosts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is again beat for beat the opening of ghost adventures where he was like yeah. I, I was i was lying in bed and a ghost and now ghosts forever and we're like yes i love you zach um it's good (laughs) and like the first like 30 minutes of the movie is basically them going around the like outside of the um the mental hospital and interviewing people Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like cuts just before and just after the interviews where they're kind of like you can tell that they're not taking it seriously Mm -hmm. and that stuff is good like they do that pretty well it's pretty like it's pretty believable that these are people shooting a reality tv show that they're just doing because it's fun and it makes money yeah totally um yeah they they have to uh pay the poor gardener uh i first of all i don't know why they have one because this place is run down and also heavily graffitied it's like completely abandoned yeah um like they have to and they also have, like, a groundskeeper. I don't understand. That's yeah, fine. there's just a groundskeeper that, like, makes sure, I guess, there aren't vandals or something. I don't know. I but, don't know how abandoned buildings work. But not like this. Like... D- uh, hopefully not. No, it's... Uh, t- typically, unless they're, like, historical sites and then open for, like, visitors, you know? Um, yeah. They're just kind of just left to um, decay, you know? Yeah. So I, a lot of these people and their relationships with the building do, do not make any sense, but that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, they that's have still, to... That's kind of a nitpick. It yeah. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, the, the poor gardener, they have to pay him like $20 to be like, I saw a ghost right over there and it was <laughs> super there. scary. Um, I was like, I like that guy. He's <laughs> a very good character. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, there's a lot of stuff like that where it's just like the, the groundskeeper when they first do his interview with him he's like am i supposed to look at you or into the camera or i haven't done this before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's very good mm-hmm. yeah because like it is all the stuff that you would typically edit around um yeah. in tv shows i guess um which i i should not be like questioning the choices they made for this movie <laughs> if you're gonna edit anything for time why would you not edit yeah that stuff definitely it's not like it's not a realistic prompt for them to be like this is all real we only edited it for time and also we kept the first half hour of them just bullshitting around and being assholes right um (laughs) right um but they they get the history explained to the place it's not super exciting it's like oh lobotomies there's this one lobotomy person and then if he's like if there's any place that would be haunted it would be this one um, yeah. So uh, they're the the whole thing is that they're going to be 
uh, put inside and then locked in there until six in the morning. Um, and uh, they're just going to poke around. It's, you know, their expectations are very, you know, this is a ghost show. So, like, if you've ever seen yeah. anything like that, it's most of it is that in the beginning. Yeah. Um, it's like, we're just going to make something up if nothing happens, which we expect nothing to happen. Right, yeah. Um, let's see. But the, then. Yeah, well, the, let's see. The cast is, uh, quote-unquote cast, we have uh, Lance Preston, the host, uh, Sasha Parker, uh, the occult specialist is what the Wikipedia article is telling me. Yeah. I don't think that ever comes up. Um, I think they. I think it comes up once. They yeah. call her that. Yeah. The uh, and, like the very beginning when they introduce her to the camera. Yeah, I, I don't think it comes up in the plot at all. Um, yeah. Well, none of their titles really do. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we have Matt White, who's the surveillance operator. Yeah. Uh, the cameraman T.C. Gibson, um, and then the psychic medium dude uh, Houston, Houston Gray. Gray. Um, who is like the uh, immediately the most unlikable character yeah Um, he's like he's got this like leathery face and leathery jacket (laughs) like he just all sorts of leather he's just a leathery man he looks like he smells like really strongly (laughs) of cologne and pepper you know yeah like just smells really strongly of black pepper and like um noir or something like that just like something horrible yeah. um and he basically just walks around and like pretends to be doing seances and mm-hmm. speaking bullshit and that's like his whole character yeah um yeah they they talk yeah uh so yeah so um, like they tour the place for a little bit and then they right. lock themselves in and uh-huh. it's a lot of them just like setting up the cameras and talking about the cameras that they're using and the like ghost hunting equipment they're using mm-hmm. and, all like, really standard stuff. stuff you know like yeah. emfs and then blah, 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 you know like yeah. ghost stuff um uh yeah and a, not a whole ton happens except for some fake outs in the first half an hour yeah um uh one that comes to mind is uh tc is on the phone with his wife at one point because his uh daughter wants to talk to him and there's like a wheelchair in the middle of the hallway and yeah. he's like oh shit when, when this come here when did this get here like it's like Lan- how did we miss this yeah lance is gonna freak out when he sees this it's awesome um yeah. and then he's on the phone and he's like he sets the camera down so the camera is looking at him right. walking around and the wheelchair in the background yep um, and he's like to his daughter, like, "Oh, there's no such thing as monsters, and even if there were, like, why would they want to bother you in your house and stuff?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, shit!" I would we- come and fight them. Because like, like, I think like the whole dialogue and situation is like totally setting up the wheelchair to move, but then it doesn't. And I, I don't know. It does. Uh, oh yeah, d- does it? And it, that- it moves very, very slightly, and he doesn't notice it. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really small, subtle thing. Um, yeah. And I. I and then, like, right after that, he walks into another room and the door slams behind him. Yeah. Which is the first, like, those two things are the first paranormal things that happen. They happen, like, 30 minutes in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, 15 minutes before that is suspense. Of right. Them just kind of walking around and setting stuff up and you expecting something to happen. Right. Yeah. The two best things that this movie does uh, are suspense and, like, the building as a character, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like. Or the setting, I guess. You know, the setting is yeah, like the strong. atmosphere. As atmosphere is strong, yeah. And and the little like manipulation. Some of the scares, like manipulations, are pretty cool. Um, yeah. But some of them are pretty cheap, and the characters um, are pretty. Um... It's it's mixed. His the characters are pretty bland and like not super noteworthy and kind of uninteresting and not super likable. Mm-hmm. But I think their acting is pretty good. Like, yeah. they, they portray their emotions really well. Yeah. So they feel believable, mm-hmm. but they just don't feel very interesting, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of hard to pin it. Yeah, I mean, it's fine because you don't need to root for the um, the characters in a movie like this where the, it's not character-driven, really. Um, yeah. It's, you know, like, ghost-driven. It's like a what-would-you-do kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed um, to put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. 
So, and it also makes it, like, more enjoyable when they're slowly picked off. Um, yeah. In my opinion. Uh, even though it takes a long time for them to get picked off. Yeah, um, I think that's part of the kind of the suspense. Like, you keep expecting them to die, but they right. don't just yet. Yeah. Cause and I have, I have mixed feelings about that, because near the end, it drags on for really long. Oh, yeah. And it's not super necessary at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, but uh, it, it, it gets to the point where, um, uh, like, after all this weird stuff happening, uh, uh, weird, starts, weird stuff starts happening, uh, a f- uh, like an invisible figure, I think the word they yeah. used in the movie manipulates Sasha's hair. Yeah, um, yeah like after the door slams, they, uh, TC, the camera guy, comes down, comes to get the other guys to investigate, and while they're investigating the ghost manipulates Sasha's hair and she freaks the fuck out, understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they're like, okay, we're just gonna chill until six. Yeah. They, um, um they get lost in the halls for a bit. Mm-hmm. And when they, like, finally get back, well, they, they try to try to get the ghost to, like, contact them again, mm-hmm. and it, I don't think it does. They no. They just, like, it just fucks off. Yeah. And yeah. Houston, leather guy, is like, maybe it's just, maybe it, it had its fun and it's leaving. Because he, he obviously wants to leave. So mm-hmm. he's trying to convince them that the ghost is done fucking with them and that they should go back to the lobby. Mm-hmm. So that they get lost for a while and then end up back at the lobby. And while they're doing this, they're trying to use their walkie-talkie to talk to Matt, who is uh, at the surveillance cameras alone, just watching them. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm that's your like their first indication that it's very easy to get lost and the walkie-talkies don't work here very well yeah either for distance or for supernatural reasons Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so they're just gonna wait but uh when they're like getting stuff together like matt disappears while getting his shit his cameras yeah so um that's kind of one one halfway bites the dust i guess yeah that's kind of his first like you expect them to find him dead eventually right yeah uh, um, he goes and um there is like on an upper floor there's a window that the um the guy what would you call that i'm losing the word for whatever he is like ca- land keeper caretaker guy caretaker yeah the caretaker talks about how the window he closes it nice and shut and every time every once in a while he comes back and it's wide open and of course like the matt goes up to that camera to get it and the window is open he's like that's weird um and sure he tries is to, and then he's lost after that like he's like that's weird hey guys come look at this and no one responds so he leaves and gets lost mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and th- while they're looking, he goes missing, so they start trying to look for them, I think. And while they're looking for them, TC goes up the stairs calling his name, and he gets pushed down the stairs by a ghost. Yeah. And, like, he, he takes a long fall. Yeah. And, like, should have broken his neck. Yeah, it's rough. Well, he says, like, I could have bro- broken your neck, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's very visceral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, like, the camera's falling with him. Yeah, I kind of expected him to have broken something, because when he's on the ground, he's, yeah. like, He's struggle- in pain, yeah. and he can, like, barely get up. It's right. like, oh, he definitely broke an arm or a leg or something. Yeah. But, no, he's completely mobile, just, like, bruised, I guess. Um, yeah, he's just kind of beaten up. Yeah. Admittedly, the human body can be like that, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, if... It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, it does be like that sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you break all your bones, and sometimes you don't break any of your bones. Yeah. That's my philosophy. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, every day I break none of my bones, but one of these days I'm going to break all of my bones. <laughs> Just waiting for it to come. <laughs> what a horrifying thing to say. <laughs> that's that's the prophecy. <laughs> I went to a fortune teller once and that's all she told me. <laughs> one day you will break all your bones. <laughs> Great. There's some of those bones that I need to like not be broken. Well, yeah, all of them I like kind live. of need to not be broken, but some more than others, right? Yeah. Like, you're, if you're, it just depends on what your needs are. Like, if my skull breaks, that's a problem. Yeah. If you don't need to be alive, it doesn't matter. I guess. 
You see, it's all perspective. I guess so. I guess you're. I guess you're technically right. I um, am. <laughs> um, and this is kind of the uh, first time that we have like weird time stuff happening. Um, yeah. Because it's it gets to like around eight a.m. and there's been and the the uh, caretaker hasn't showed up yet. And Lance is all like, the sun should have been up at like seven and it's pitch black outside. Like we're looking out the windows and it's pitch black outside. Yeah. Um, They try to escape a few times and they, they break the door that they locked themselves because they were doing a lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, They break that door down and it just leads to more of the hospital, which is, and they're like, okay, maybe we locked the wrong door, but they look at the door and and it has the graffiti from the beginning that says death awaits on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, uh-oh. It's pretty great, actually. I kind of love this... It's good. ...sort of house distorting, or building distorting stu- stuff. It, um, you yeah. said You said Blair Witch when we were watching the movie. Um, yeah. it, it definitely, like, it's definitely less subtle than the Blair Witch is. Um, Absolutely. It's de- <laughs> but it's definitely got that same vibe of, like, you know, if the Blair Witch forest was a building instead yeah. of a forest. Yeah, totally. I got more, like house of leaves vibes because that space distortion is a bit more on the nose yeah um, i haven't read house of leaves that's fine <laughs> so i should but I probably it's good won't. yeah but uh yeah it's um it's it's a lot of uh just um well we'll yeah. get to the the it's cool i think my favorite part uh is the um uh the the disappearing stairwell uh, yeah when we get to that part i think that's coming up even yeah, it's, like, a few things down. Mm-hmm. Um, they open their, like, TC went to get a sandwich, and when they opened their coolers, everything was rotted and had, like, maggots all over it. Yeah, it's, it, at that point, it was, like, 1 p.m., I think. Um, yeah. Or 8, I think it was 8 p.m. even, because they were, like, yeah, we just decided to sleep. Um, yeah, that so was just before, that was just before they look for the fire exit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everything's rotted, which is, like, I mean, it's been almost a day but not enough yeah definitely not enough for there to be like full like maggots right yeah fully grown maggots around in their food yeah making it smell extremely bad yeah um Um, so that's fun (laughs) but yeah there are a couple different things where they like have an idea to go somewhere and try to escape and they go there and it's like nope yeah um which they keep getting surprised by yeah and I, i kind of understand it because it's like you know you just have to hope that it works when you're in that situation Mm -hmm. but also it happened to you like three times already right exactly um you would expect more like like disappointment instead of like shock or like anger you know yeah Um, or fear or fear right Uh, like the first time that's ooky spooky but uh if yeah like, I feel like a stairwell disappearing is the less extreme version of the hospital continuing when you open a door, you know? Yeah, when you open the door that is supposed to be exit and there's more hospital, that's a little bit more terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But I, that being said, I still like the stairwell disappearing more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's just, like, it's just a solid wall. Right. Like, they go up the stairway and there's the sign that says, like, fire exit and he's excited and he goes around and it's just a wall it's yeah. not a door that doesn't open or anything it's just a solid wall yeah and he um, like tries to you know you know taps on it to see how thick it is and it's you know completely solid right uh they talk about like how it looks like it was there for a while like as long as yeah the... they try to figure out like was this put in by somebody did it appear or yeah know? even if it was put in by somebody you would you would hear that right yeah. <laughs> it's construction <laughs> Um, and yeah. also, like, it would still be, like, I don't know, that stuff needs to, like, set, right? Yeah. I don't know. I know nothing about constructing well, walls. Um, if you wanted to put a fake wall, you could just put some drywall there, and that wouldn't have to, like, set. It would just be plaster. Sure. But, like, you could just punch through some drywall. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why it's, like, yeah. Yeah. That first step of, like, is, can we just push through this or is it but nope it's just an actual wall yep um so at that point they hear matt screaming and they try to find him Mm -hmm. um but they can't Um, yeah so it's kind of a fake out in that sense that it's like oh there's something's coming to a head but nothing happens 
um, they go into a, a room that has a hospital bed and it starts floating and that freaks them out a lot. Yeah. Because, I it's, mean, it's an unnatural thing, I guess. Things it's don't not, do that. Yeah. I, that's like, that's one of the things where it's like, that by itself isn't scary, but I understand why they're scared of it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to be scared of a lot of these things happening when you're like yeah. sitting in the comfort of your own home. Which yeah. is which is like but kind th- of there's also a lot of stuff where it isn't that like you see that and it's like oh that is creepy that is cool right yeah it it definitely it has like half really good ideas and half just okay ideas exactly like yeah, yeah and I feel like s- some of the cheaper scares cheapen the better ones but yes um it's it's I mean it's fun it, but also could be better it, it we definitely had this, brings we said it that. down yeah, yeah yeah for sure um. Uh, yeah, uh, they, while they're um, uh, while they're sleeping, right? Uh, Sasha gets hello scratched into the, her back. Yeah, and which is pretty creepy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, um, and at that point too, uh, um, Lance tries to use the walkie-talkie to contact Matt again because he thinks he hears him, um, and he hears him and he says like it's like freezing cold yeah um, but they don't get anything else out of him before mm-hmm. it breaks mm-hmm. the connection breaks and they go looking for him and they see a figure running through the hallway which that itself i thought was kind of a cool scare because mm-hmm. it's it's very vague like you yeah. can't quite tell what it is yeah but is, you what know, it, that shit's always good what it leads up to is so corny exactly um, <laughs> it's just a spooky lady um yeah it's, she's just standing in the corner of this room um, yeah. And then she turns around, and then her face distorts, and then all this like screaming, like she's like just demonic yeah, screaming, and, they all run and then away. everything. And I'm like, okay, that would have been. I actually don't hate face distortion like that. Um, how here's here's my here's my um, uh, my uh, special effects doctor um, mm. opinion on this. Uh, remove the demonic screaming because that cheapens it so much. Like just like rely on the audience to be scared by your visuals alone. And also, she had these dark circles around her eyes and mouth, um, yeah. which automatically I was like, "Oh, is that the scary thing?" But then her face moves, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like if she just like eh. looked normal, or if she turned around and just had like a fucked up face. I feel like yeah, I feel like they should have just gone a completely different route from that. Because to me, the face distortion isn't scary at all. Yeah. Because it's, I guess, maybe it could be to some people, but to me, it's literally just like, oh, they went in Photoshop and just did a blotch effect and made it go out a little bit. It's yeah. Not I, like, there's no, I, there's not kind of that disconnect from what it actually is to what it could be if you saw it in real life. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, they kind of, like, struggled to hit that uncanny valley, like, a lot. Yeah. By, like, a lot, a lot. Um, Because it definitely looks way more cartoonish than it does actually scary. Um, Yeah, because, like, cartoonish can be scary in certain ways. Right. Like, that's what some horror is, is something looking cartoonish but looking human at the same time. Right. And having that uncanny valley. This misses that completely. That's that's the thing, is that it misses the uncanny valley. Right, It just goes yeah. completely past being sort of human to just being goofy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then they all, like, scream and run away, so that's fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, um, at this point, Houston and the gang get separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like, walking around looking for the guys in pitch dark. Um, there's a bit of a fake-out where... Um, he's walking around in a hallway and he trips over the wheelchair again the wheelchair mm-hmm. kind of follows them around throughout the entire movie which is a fun little thing the wheelchair is my favorite character it is a good character <laughs> um and the door opens i think it's the same door that slammed before but it opens just a little bit and you expect it to slam and freak him out but it just kind of closes before he gets to it which mm-hmm. i thought was really neat mm-hmm. it's just kind of a fun little thing yeah and then he gets force choked by a ghost yeah, uh, and then he gets Fusro Dodd by the ghost and dies. Uh-huh. Um, so, goodbye, Leatherman. Um, yeah. Technically the first death, so that's fun. Yeah, um, it was a little underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, he's an underwhelming character, so... Exactly. It was just kind of like, we need to show him dying, I guess. We can't just have the audience not know what happened to him. All of the deaths are kind of extremely underwhelming. Yeah, I that- liked Matt's death, kind of... I, I remember liking it when I watched it the first time because it was kind of like 
it was just something that he did rather yeah. than something that happened to him. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Oh but my we'll God. get to that. We'll get there. Um, uh, um, so oh, yeah. So the gang falls they, asleep in, like, a closet, and they wake up with, like, wristbands on their wrists from yeah. the hospital. And this is, like... So there's some moments where I'm like, oh, you're trying to do, like, a Blair Witch thing really obviously here, you know? <laughs> and this is one of those moments, because it's, like, um, the the screaming match between TC and Sasha um, mm-hmm. is, like, uh, okay, I, like, get it, but it's, like, the, yeah. a cheaper like, version Sasha's of Sasha's screaming at TC because he fell asleep, and that's why they woke up with these wristbands, as if that's the worst thing in the world. Right. Um, uh, it's kind of a weird thing contextually for anybody to be yelling at anybody about. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's stress there, but it just yeah. It, it, there, there, there were different situations that kind of scene could have taken place, and it was more like they just wanted that scene to happen rather than actually having a good reason for it. Exactly. Yeah, um, they're just trying to build tension, but they you need to have the justification for it to be built instead yeah. of just you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, they, uh... But they, they, they find Matt after mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just before that, uh, Sasha gets grabbed by the ghoulies. Mm-hmm. Um, an arm comes through the door and grabs her. <laughs> so and, dumb. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of goofy. Extremely. But they find Matt, and he's in the fetal position, uh, leaning against a column, just shivering. Mm-hmm. And... And they, like take him away and ask him what happened and he goes on a little monologue about how like oh we can leave we just have to we can leave when we're better we just have to get better and it's this kind of on the nose thing about like oh he's a patient in this hospital now and he's being told by the doctors that once they get better they can leave this horrible place Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and this is where the whole the overarching theme of the movie which is that like the object of fear is the horrible treatment uh, people are subjected to in these kinds of hospitals. Yeah. But at the same time, kind of making the object of fear the horrible fate of having a mental illness. Um, yeah. It's, it's weird because, like, a lot of the stuff is... So there's that aspect to it because, like, the, 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 the ghosts that are haunting them are, like like, these patients who are, like, horribly mistreated, but also the things that are haunting them are these patients that were horribly mistreated, so we're supposed to be afraid of them, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's... Like, later in the movie, the ghosts become the doctors, but, like, not early enough, I think, in order for that statement to be made properly. And I think it's kind of an issue of, like, you know, multiple people working on a movie. I think, like, one person had this message, this moral that they wanted to portray, and the other people just wanted to make a good movie that yeah. was but spooky like, and Yeah, like, production cheap. is like, but you know what's scary? Crazy people. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I, I definitely feel like that's exactly, because it's, it's confused. This yeah. movie. I, I didn't expect it. Like, I don't w- watch movies like this for, like, what's your social commentary? Yeah, and that's... I, like, watched this movie, like, half a decade ago, and I still think about it sometimes like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that movie trying to do? <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's interesting that, you know, a piece of art can stick with me in that way, and it's messages that kind of get lost in production and what sticks out and what doesn't. Yeah. A piece of art is very, very generous to this movie, but I respect that take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything is art. That's true. No, you're right. You're correct. Um, but I, I think, I feel like this movie definitely had some people that were working on it that really cared about that message. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because if that, if that idea wasn't there in the first place, like, so that had to come from somewhere, and I think it probably came from a good place. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's... It's interesting. Um, the takes, the, the way they, yeah, it's, it's just very confused. <laughs> um, uh, so they just, uh, so they kind of drag Matt along. He's been lobotomized, I think, right? Yeah, um, that's the implication. Yeah, so uh, they, they, they drag Matt, Matt along and they run to a room they've been in before where yeah. uh, a woman um, had like killed herself in the bathtub or something like that. Yeah. Um, and now it's completely filled with blood. Um, yeah. 
So um, they try to run away from it, but Matt just kind of gets up and stands and stares at it. Mm-hmm. Um, TC tries to grab him to get him to come on, and then the ghost of the girl that killed herself grabs TC, pulls her into the blood bathtub, and he disappears, and he's just gone. Yeah. Um, um, then Lance, which is kind of a cool thing. It is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, not. Uh, yeah. There's a lot cool. of stuff in this movie that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um. Um, it's, it's interesting. And Matt just stands there and starts laughing, which yeah. is, you know, crazy people are so scary. Right, yeah, no, yeah, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> um, and then just, like, Lance has the camera on him and Sasha, just covered in blood, and I'm like, bitch, don't, mm-hmm. don't make me look at this blood-stained camera just because <laughs> your friend just died or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the chat you said, clean your camera, bitch, and he actually does. <laughs> Just right after that, he starts wiping the camera screen off. Yeah, I was like, I was like legit, because I had been a long, we, like we said this earlier, it'd been a long time since I saw this movie, and maybe I would have remembered it if they had a dirty camera for like the last third of it, but um, I was like, you better not, because I'll be so mad, because I could, I'd, I'd be so distracted. It's like when you get really like wounded in a video game, we're gamers here. God, um, we're gamers here. <laughs> I absolutely know that feel. You play a video game, you get wounded, there's blood all over the screen, and it's like, ugh, come on. I, like, can't see anything. It sucks. I'm like, like yes, I know. Like if you know that gamer feel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually, like, j- japes aside, it's, like, legitimately one of the most annoying things that video games do sometimes, because it's, like... I absolutely understand that. I'm like, how am I supposed to get away from the thing that's hurting me if I can't see fucking anything? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm bad at video games, so maybe I'm not a good judge of that, but still. I think that's a completely fair complaint. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, as a fellow gamer, I think that you're completely valid. Oh my god. Gamers unite, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if you're a gamer, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> into this podcast. Yes. Um, Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I, I can't tell thing, if things get weirder or more normal when Sa- Sarah's not on. Uh, um, <laughs> it just takes a different direction. I think so. I think so. You know, it's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, they they find an elevator and they're like, yeah. okay, this is going to solve our problems. I guess it's yeah, anything. They, their plan is to go into the elevator shaft and then go through like the sewers underneath and go to another building which obviously isn't going to work like you know for certain that that's not going to work but you know they're desperate i guess you gotta take what you got because literally the the only thing that you're like almost guaranteed to actually work are like the windows or the door and both of those are inaccessible so they're like whatever um like my my next guess my my next bet would have been going to the windows that they know can't open and making a rope out of like sheets or something yeah yeah, that some... would have been the the smart thing to do. Yeah, but that's also a huge nitpick. Um, but they go to this elevator and they try to get it open. And they can't. So Lance goes off by himself to try and find something to pry it open with. Mm-hmm. Um, and he finds a tongue just oh, on the ground. I love this. Um, the it was good. Uh, the tongue is super cool. Uh, there's just like a bloody tongue on the ground. A little less cool, but still fun. Is like that he looks upwards because there's blood dripping on the ground and there's yeah. this, just like this dude with like blood hanging out blood coming out of yeah. his mouth and these black Doing eyes like a spider grasp on the ceiling I yeah, think he's like eh. um, yeah. and it feels very haunted house like you know like those yeah. haunted houses that you pay $30 to get into though <laughs> you know um, yeah so um, and that chases him around which is kind of the first time they actually get pursued by a monster in the like in the hospital yeah instead of just like, like jump scared yeah because the bathtub girl like kills her or kills uh tc um but like that isn't like a pursued thing like he's just standing near her and he gets taken mm-hmm. um whereas this guy is actually like chasing him around and he yeah. has to fight him off yeah um, um but while they're fighting him off uh he pries the elevator door open and he runs back for some reason he um he looks over and he's like i know what i must do and walks over to the guy confidently to fend him off i guess i don't know what he's doing 
but he drops his like big metal pipe that he got to pick up the camera when it's like why don't you just take the big metal pipe and hit the monster right like that part of the movie just completely eludes me like have you ever played a video game before (laughs) you have a melee it's just like like he's going towards the monster it's not just that he's like you know trying to if if he was like running away and he dropped it i would kind of understand it because it's like cumbersome but he's literally like walks towards it while sasha is screaming at him to come back and Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense i don't know if it's like i don't know what it's supposed to be yeah um but while they're doing this the door is open well what it's supposed to be is a device for this next thing to happen exactly yeah Um, so yeah the door is open matt takes the camera uh he like points it at him and he like laughs at it and we're like okay yeah he just kind of chuckles a little bit um and then uh we get a shot from a different camera that's on the ground of him walking towards the elevator. And I'm like, yep, I know exactly what's going to happen. And then what I expect yeah. to happen does happen. He falls right down the elevator shaft and then cracks his skull a bone. Um, yeah. And yep. Um, and this, and then they, um, uh, Lance and Sasha come back and they're like, where'd he go? He must've run off. That's good. We can still find him, which is a sad thing to hear because yeah. he's, you're not going to find him in a good condition. No. Um, um, and they they see him and they're sad about it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then the Lance, next like, part, his pulse. And, yeah. And then the next like twenty minutes of the movie, yeah, are nothing. It's um, just them walking in the like catacombs underneath. It's not even like it's just like a sewer. It's right. just like one big hallway. Yeah. And they just walk for a long time. Um, and then Sasha, uh, they sit like, down to take a rest. Uh, Sasha coughs up blood for a bit. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, which it was like a kind of a sad scene because yeah. she just kind of is like sobbing and coughing up blood, and it's like this is a bummer. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry you have to do that. <laughs> and it's like there's definitely a like I think they nail like the aura of like hopelessness in this part, but it does like go on a lot longer than it needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Um, they they lay down to rest for a bit and then some smoke comes in and when the smoke clears Sasha's gone and it's like that was and, I had there was no, nothing scary about that yep. there's not anything and then I'm like okay so this movie has maybe five minutes left of it when I'm watching this yeah. um, it's like it's literally they just didn't know how to get rid of her so they did that yeah I'm um like, yes. as if they needed to wrap up the movie really quick but then the movie goes on for like another 15 minutes doing just stupid as shit because like okay so now lance is alone Um, it's just his descent into madness essentially which is i don't know if that's something we needed to see that's fine um (laughs) uh he kills a rat and eats it and i'm like all right Uh, um, (laughs) uh that's how i feel about this movie um (laughs) no that's not that's not charitable to it (laughs) i feel a little bit better than that about that that's how i feel about the end of this fucking movie um he just like fucks around for a while and then he finds a doorway um to like an elevator Uh, it's just a mysterious doorway and it's like a a hospital like office and surgery room i guess yeah um he Um, he looks into this hole in the wall and and he goes in oh yeah he he hears like some crying he just wanders around he like picks up some like lobotomy tools and looks at them um and then for some reason he finds like a satanistic altar like a pentagram with candles and a skull on it and a book with some like old texts in it and then he looks over and there's like a bunch of ghost doctors performing a lobotomy on i think it's sasha or it might just be some random person i didn't actually look yeah it's Um, not super clear and then it's like he like screams no no i'm not crazy and then the camera cuts and then it comes back with him he's been lobotomized and he's like the doctors say i'm gonna i'm gonna be better soon they'll let me go and then the camera cuts and the movie ends yep it's Um, nothing it's not anything okay that last shot is so cheap it's so cheap because it's like we didn't i didn't need an explanation i like knew they were all gonna die in there yeah it's okay um okay <laughs> i guess like technically he doesn't die but like he's he is gonna yeah right like i guess he just dies of blood loss I right don't know. or just like of like starvation because it's been days um yeah and he i mean i guess he can eat more rats 
Um, yeah. I guess would have been would have been a more satisfying ending is the gatekeep is the the groundskeeper coming in and just like yeah. seeing all this bullshit everywhere, you know, like <laughs> the remnants of like their disaster and like what the fuck could have happened here. I would have loved yeah. I would have loved if the movie if like the the scary part of the movie ended mm-hmm. um at like the in the sewer tunnel after Sasha disappeared. Um yeah. and then the rest of it was just like maybe even just five minutes of or like not even five minutes like a a shot of that him opening the door and just like disaster you know yeah um but no none of that yeah um shaking my head um (laughs) so ratings i guess on a scale of zero to five um wheelchairs wheelchairs what are you gonna give this movie i don't have no idea hmm like a three-ish yeah really i I mean like i want to say three because i do like the movie it mm -hmm. just like underwhelms me in a lot of other ways so i think three is a fair score yeah but also three is still like still feels too generous people's minds yeah um i would so like like 2.5 doesn't feel generous enough but three feels a bit too generous i'm gonna put it at 2.5 because 2.5 is like average movie to me yeah so anything above that is above average and anything below that is. Below I, I feel average. like this is just a little bit above average i feel like this movie is a movie that could have been great that gets brought down a lot but i don't think it gets brought down quite to average yeah um yeah i guess i guess it's a memorable movie right yeah i'm gonna I mean, give I this one a th- it for a long time that's true i'm gonna give this a three yeah i'm going with three as well right on all right i'm glad i could convince you <laughs> no i was i was like halfway yeah. there but i was you know yeah um so living on a prayer yeah despite me getting ahead of myself and actually tweeting out asking for questions we did not get any but i think we oh. had a pretty good discussion about the film and cinema in general yes. um, i think that this was a successful podded cast yes i i just feel like this movie was a bit overproduced you know what i mean um, yeah, it feels that. it feels like like I said it feels like a like an expensive haunted house, which is not yeah. bad, but it's I mean if I wanted it, to go to expensive, it could have been something else. Right, if I wanted to go get scared like I would at a haunted house, I would just do that. You know, yeah. um, that's that's kind of the interesting thing. It definitely does feel like a movie that wanted to be the Blair Witch, but had a lot of producers that wanted it to be a haunted house. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That summarizes it pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so let's get into some recommendations. Do you have anything in particular you want to recommend straight up or would you like me to take the, take the Um, wheel? Yeah. You know, I think I have, I have like a few things that I've been thinking about recommending. Um, but I'm going to go with the more accessible of the things. It's a mobile game called hole down. Mm. Um, so H O L E down, um, all lowercase, all one word, and it's like $4 on the App Store, iOS or Android, and it's a game where it's kind of like Breakout mixed with Pool. Um, So you aim your shots and you shoot like balls that go infinitely until they hit the top of the screen and you hit these blocks that have numbers on them and the number represents how many times you have to hit it before it breaks. And these blocks are shaped um, kind of like Tetris pieces, but the ends of them are rounded like semicircles. Sure. So when you hit them, they bounce off at different angles depending on what part of it you hit. Oh, interesting. So you can aim your shots in more um, fine-tuned ways. Mm. Um, And it's an extremely simple game that has a lot of uh, really interesting and fun depth to it. Uh, And I really recommend it. If you don't like games at all, it's a really good game. Like. It's very simple and accessible, and it, it reminds me a lot of Tetris in the sense that it's a game that kind of just seems natural, like something that should exist, like sure. would naturally kind of come to being, and yeah. it's amazing that it hasn't existed for multiple years already. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm a person who likes games, but also doesn't like games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I don't know if I got the game for you. <laughs> Um, my recommendation this week is uh, John uh, Congleton. Is that how you say his name? You wouldn't know. Uh, and the I Nighty wouldn't. Nights album, Until the Horror Goes. Um, my boyfriend has been trying to get me to listen to the Paper Chase 
for a long time. Uh, he's the lead singer of that band as well. Um, Your and boyfriend is? Yeah. No. <laughs> John, what's his face? Um, uh, but I finally listened to this, uh, this album that he did as a side project, I guess, um, Until the Horror Goes. It's fucking awesome. Um, it's just like, it all, all of it kind of sounds like a weird car crash, you know? Um, that's cool yeah well i mean like the the instrumentals are very chaotic it's very harsh yeah um uh and um let's see like some reviews of like him as a like a songwriter like um he wants to he like makes me want to kill my girlfriend but like in a good way um (laughs) so uh that's normal very you know what it's normal music for normal people um good yeah so that's 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 my recommendation this week um it's the only new content i've ever consumed so uh yeah (laughs) um if you want to yes you well you already do this but if if you the listener want to support the show uh you can do so at uh patreon.com forward slash fear baiting um there apparently has been some patreon stuff going on but I've not yeah. been like logged on to understand it yet. Um, um, it's basically Patreon changed their like base of operations, so I think they're like in the UK now. So when people get charged by Patreon, um, their banks sometimes think that they're like you know it's a fraud thing because they're oh, being sure. charged by out of the country. Yeah. Um, my bank hasn't done this, so yours might not. Yeah. But you should check your account to make sure that your payments went through because if they didn't, then. Blair isn't going to get paid by you and yeah. not be good. Yeah, I need to get that sweet, sweet Patreon money so I can um, fund Libsyn. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you want to do that, uh, just any sort of, like, monthly, like, whatever you want to give us, we love it. We love you. Um, $1 a month gets you early access to episodes. Um, uh, $5 a month gets you the ability to vote on uh, movies that we'll be watching once a m- month, and then $10 a month. Oh yeah, $5 a month, you can also like get something read on the show. And then uh, $10 a month or above, uh, you get to actually like tell us what movie to watch and we'll watch it. Um, yeah. So, special thanks to, uh, off the top of my head, because I've done this often enough, uh, Michael <laughs> Kaiser, you, Kit Spindler, Me. you, um, uh, Sophie, um paul bechtel and uh the cool sophie um thank you all so much we love you the most uh you're our favorites and everyone else can go fuck themselves um that's not i also love you all (laughs) um if you want to contact the show you can do so at fearbaiting on twitter or fearbaiting at gmail.com if you want to find me you can do so at blair kitsch on twitter or blairkitsch.tumblr.com uh where can all of our lovely listeners find you kit you can find me at kit underscore spin on Twitter. Nice. And you can probably find me on other places, but that's the only one that matters. So it's okay. <laughs> Sometimes your blog um, posts about cats on your Tumblr. I do. And that is important. If you want to follow my Tumblr where I very, very occasionally will reblog a funny post or maybe a cat, <laughs> you can go to kit spindler, all one word at our dot tumblr.com yeah yep that's the one um if you go right now you'll see a really good post about the donkey kong 64 secret test room that you can obtain by getting all 40 blueprints and pressing a and b simultaneously while accessing snide's mini game menu (laughs) (laughs) i you know what (laughs) <laughs> I miss when, like, it's not like it was a part of my childhood, but I think the fact that video games used to do shit like that and don't really anymore is kind of a yeah. bummer. Um, it is. It's good. There are definitely some games that do some good stuff like that, but it's definitely not as common as it used to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mostly in indie games. Yeah, for sure. Um, but in any case, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, Sarah should be back with us next week. Um, yeah. So uh, until then, no, Kit won't. Well, maybe we'll see how Probably it goes. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but until then, um, I have been, and will continue to be Blair. And I'm Kit. Probably. <laughs> um, and remember, you can be the fucked up guy. Good night, everyone.